What better way to start off a brand new podcast than to have a whole bunch of technical difficulties before I even get started? Okay, I think I'm good. Welcome to the Winter's Wednesday podcast. This is the first episode of what I hope is many. So thanks for, for hanging out with me today. Uh, it's uh, Tuesday, November the 8th, 2016, Election Day down south in the States. Uh, it's my understanding that right now, at the time of this recording, that Donald Trump is ahead. That kind of sucks. It's got my wife and I both terrified and an influx of immigrants, I think, from the States right away. The last thing I want to do, however, is to uh, have a political discussion with anybody. I don't have the time or the energy for that. Let's try and keep it light and fluffy around here. Did you guys have a good Halloween? I didn't uh, go out or do very much. I had to work... Uh, Monday night, uh, 31st till, I think I didn't get home till a quarter after seven. And by then, most of the kids had gone home already, and they got what they needed. There was a, a, like a burnt ghost costume on my sidewalk the next morning. I think it's still in my bushes. I've always really liked Halloween. It's uh, an excuse to dress up and eat nothing but chocolate for breakfast for a week and a half. Which is pretty much what we've done. We don't uh, have any kids of our own, and uh, we bought candy anyway because it was all half price at the grocery store so we can get like a hundred little chocolate bars for four bucks or whatever that, that's a good deal any day of the week really my birthday also falls around halloween and i uh i turned 35 this year and, and uh, i'm getting a little bit older and i think i'm coming to realize that and when i was younger i used to be very creative and i put out all kinds of projects and art just artsy things paintings drawings whatever uh, I'd write a lot. I wrote a lot of stories in school. I always get high grades in my English classes. And uh, I just sort of took a break from it for the last 20 or so years, I guess. Uh, I just haven't had the time for it. I just I got distracted by life. So you could say for the last little while I've been looking for a creative outlet that doesn't take... I mean, I mean, this takes a lot of my time so far. I mean, I haven't even done anything yet. And I've already wasted most of my day setting stuff up and learning how programs work and how to record things and get them uploaded to iTunes and stuff like that. The thing is, though, that uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of an introvert, so anything I do, I'd rather not have my, my name even attached to. And the last thing I want to do is get on any kind of public forum or stage with my, my voice on it. But here I am anyway, because uh, I've, I've been told I gotta kind of, I gotta, I gotta get over that. I gotta move on from that fear and, and, and let my voice be heard sometimes. And a great way to do that, I figured, would be to, to start my own podcast. I was, a, I was a guest on one back in September, and I had, I had a really good time and a great experience. And on Twitter and just on the internet in general, I, I realized that the, the community itself is, is really welcoming and overall very friendly. So it's something I might like to uh, maybe get involved in and, and see how far I could take it. And depending on how many episodes I, I get around to putting out, it could take up a lot of my time, which would be good for me because I do have a lot of spare time and uh, it would be a good way to keep me out of trouble and maybe not uh, waste my time my, or waste my money collecting so many video games. And the hardest part, I think, was coming up with the title. Uh, just Winter's Wednesday, whatever, two W's, it's great, whatever. And maybe I can get an episode out every Wednesday, maybe it'd be every second Wednesday. I hope to have it every Wednesday. That'd be best, and uh, it would just be me most of the time, I think. Uh, I would hope to get maybe Riley Riley Strange on 
uh, my other friend Mike, and uh, maybe just a couple friends of mine. Just uh, whenever they pop in, just record them for a little while, just shooting the shit and see how it goes. The other hard part, I think, was uh, just trying to figure out a topic. I mean, I'm, I'm really into retro video games, and everyone knows that, I think. Uh, I have a Twitter account. It's 8-Bit First. Uh, everyone knows me on there just for, for my retro games, and that, that's all I'm, I'm really into. It's my main hobby anyways. Uh, that and just retro, older older electronics and technology in general. Nerdy things, I guess. So just to make it easier on myself, I've created a, a second Twitter account. You can find that at uh, Mike Low Winters. It's Mike and then L-E Winters. And the purpose of that is just, to, just so I have another outlet so I can... Tweet about things that uh, are just more everyday things, not just video game related. Like if I go like to the carnival or whatever, the fucking circus. And other stuff, like uh, for instance, this podcast. I'll uh, most likely be sending uh, new episode notifications and any updates and stuff like that from the, uh, the Michael Winters account. And I'll of course retweet it with my 8-bit first one. Uh, that's my favorite one, and that's the one I like spending the most time on, obviously. Now, for the most part, uh, what I'll likely do is uh, just start every episode uh, just going over what I've been up to, up to lately, uh, any places I've been, any movies I've seen, and of course, any uh, video games I might have played. Uh, I don't have any of the new systems. I don't have a PS4 or an Xbox One. I am excited about the Nintendo Switch. I'm hoping to pick one of those up on launch day. I'm going to start saving my pennies. And then after that, I'd go into uh, whatever the general topic of the week might be uh, today. I've, I've chosen today just Mortal Monday and my memories of it and just the things that uh, Midway and Acclaim and everything did at the time to get our attention to uh, get uh, by their home port of the game. It's kind of lazy, but it's something I know uh, a little bit about. I was really into it uh, at the time. So it's it's something I know something about and I could probably talk about for hopefully a, a good, good number of minutes. To uh, at least get this episode out of the way, it is my first one, as I said before, so I will probably not even release it, to be honest. It's just going to end up just in my computer, and I'll just push out episode two in a week um, after the uh, the NES Classic comes out. So um, I'm hoping to have some fun trying to get my hands on one of those. So if you're still here, just sit back, relax, turn it up, or don't. Probably don't. I wouldn't. And, uh... Prepare yourself for some uh, poorly edited audio. I'm gonna have to come up with a, some kind of punny uh, title for this part, but uh, what have I been up to lately? Um, two weeks ago, I checked out the local comic convention. It's, uh, what was it called? The Central Canadian Comic Con. Twitter and everything, hashtag C4. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, it's not the first time I've went, but it's the first time I've been there in since probably 2012, maybe, maybe 2011. It was it was pretty good. The turnout was, was all right. Uh, there was a wrestling show, but uh, unfortunately all the, the real good uh, entertainment and shows, I think, weren't until Saturday. And uh, I had the Friday off, so we went Friday. It was still really good. There was nothing wrong with it. All the the artists were there. Uh, William Shatner was supposed to be there too. Uh, I think he comes out almost every year. It seems. I've never taken the opportunity to uh, to, to pay the fee to meet him. Uh, maybe one of these days I will. Maybe next year. Next year for my birthday. You know, my birthday's around the same time. Uh, which for for my birthday, 
Riley picking up uh, a copy of Mega Man 3 and 4 uh, from uh, from a guy there who it's funny because he's actually my he's my friend from from the flea market. I've bought stuff from there before. There was one vendor though. He was a uh, a old. I guess he's from one of the last remaining video stores in town. It's on the other side of the city, so I've never really been there. I've seen the signs. He's always got them out on the boulevards. He's got 99 cent, uh, 99 cent videos. But he was selling all of his uh, his pre-used games for half price, I think. So I got two two Tengen games. I got Rolling Thunder, which I ended up when I was on the Two Dudes in a Nest podcast. We were supposed to be talking about Codan Viper. And we ended up going on about Rolling Thunder the entire time because it, it turns out it's just a ripoff of that. I'd never played Rolling Thunder when I was a kid. The, the cover is a little too risque for me to have brought home to my mom. But now that I do own it, uh, a two dudes, it's I do think I like it a little bit better than Codename Viper, just a tiny bit. The animation on it's really good, and I think the music is pretty much exactly the same too, which, which is really interesting. The other Tengen game that I picked up was Vindicators. I think it's like a little tank. It's like it's kind of like um, combat for Atari. I, you know, it's made by Atari, so that's perfect. It's kind of like Combat 2 for the NES. If uh, if you're ever into it, I never played it before. I just I like collecting Tengen games when I see them. I've only got a few. They also had uh, Ms. Pac-Man, but I think they were asking a little too much money. They, they were asking more than I wanted to pay. I was there with Riley and, and Ava Strange. It was, it was good. We all ended up leaving little trinkets. I think my wife got a pocket watch. Riley got... What did she get? I think she got like a Sailor Moon costume. And she spent forever looking, trying to figure out which one they got. I think it was Sailor Saturn, because she's the, the badass one. I'll have to double check that with her the next time I see her. They went all in costume and everything like that. I, I just want my normal clothes. I've never been too into the cosplay or anything. I respect the hell out of people that do, because I know that it's something I couldn't commit to for the whole day. Especially something where you're wearing a mask. I need to be able to drink and eat and breathe. Not that I haven't wanted to, though. I just don't have the balls for it or the, the patience or uh, the claustrophobic tolerance. I don't think that's a thing. Hashtag it, though. I'll make it a thing. It's going to happen. There was a, a comic book seller that I saw, and it was interesting because he had, uh, just on the top of a pile, this old Raphael single comic book from the 80s. It, it came out just after, I think, the first run of four Ninja Turtle issues. I, I happened to have it. I, I bought the first four uh, first printings of the first four Ninja Turtle comic books. Uh, there was Raphael one, and I think a Fugitoid book. I got all six of those for, I think, $65 back in the 90s. That's a, that's a ridiculous deal. You would never get that now. Because this guy... <laughs> He had Raphael and a bunch, I think uh, he had issue two. They were graded and going for anywhere from 130 to $200. Now mine aren't uh, graded, but they've, they're gonna be in pretty good condition. I, I've kept good care of my comic books. They've never been, they never got water damage or anything like that. They were usually at my mom's house. 
for the most part of my adult life. I think I just got them back after we bought this house. Because once you have a house and you get uh, your ass out of an apartment, you actually have, you know, a space to put your shit in. I got uh, a whole basement. It's bigger than my mom's house, and I like to I like to let her know that all the time. It's not even that big. My mom's house is just extra small. It got me thinking, though, like, what other expensive, you know, quote, comic books do I have? I know I have uh, a Wolverine number one when he got his own series. I think it was, what, the early 80s? Just after he was in the Hulk and all that. I think I paid $40 for it in 1996. So, I'm going to have to get a copy of Wizard Magazine. Like, do they still even make those? So I'm hopefully sitting on that gold line in my old comic book boxes, which have superheroes doodled all over them. And it's still there. It hasn't faded or anything, so that's that's good news. It'd be even funnier, because I, when I was a kid, I think I was in junior high, grade 8 or 9, I wrote a letter into Superman, I think it was a Man of Steel comic book, it was like number 50-something, and when they redid, when Image Comics redid uh, the Ninja Turtles in the late 90s, they were black and white, and they were doing these things where... The Ninja Turtles all had something identifiable about them because the books are in black and white, no one could tell them apart. So I think, what, Donatello had half his face blown off and Raphael... No, Donatello was turned into a robot. Raphael had half his face blown off. But I, I wrote an angry letter because I thought that was really fucking stupid. But anyway, it would be really funny, though, if, if the ones that my name were in was in. Because I wrote them a letter in ninth grade. People were like super expensive and rare because my mom has, I think, nine or ten copies of both. We all packed up and went out for my birthday the other weekend. I got to party with a few old school friends that uh, I recently reconnected with after about 12 or 13 years of not really communicating. Even though we all have Facebook, we just, whatever, don't talk. I do that with most people. I have 300 friends or something and I don't talk to any of them. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun to hang out with them again. Uh, I got a little too drunk, as I usually do, and it turns out that alcohol and these pills I'm on don't really agree with each other, and I had a bit of a rude awakening the next morning. But uh, it lasted a few hours, but once I was once I was over it, I, I enjoyed my breakfast. I had a birthday breakfast. Egg McMuffins or whatever. I'm not fancy. It was good. It was extra sweet. When my uh, old roommate and his wife were over, I uh, gave them a tour of my games room because they hadn't been to my house yet. We'd only partied at the bar and I think it was wedding social. So I'll explain what that is another day. We we they came over and I showed them downstairs. And his wife, the first thing she says is, "This looks like your fucking room. Like it's a bad thing or something." That is exactly the point. My other old friend Tiffany was over for a little bit. I uh, recently got my Saturn all hooked up and working. Because the one I had wasn't working very well. I think it's the, the disk drive is dead. So I just took my other one, I plugged it in, and it works fine. And I got myself a copy of Saturn Bottom a while ago. Uh, I heard about it on the Retro Game Squad podcast, and I had to have it. So yeah, I was playing that all, pretty much all night with Tiffany. She wasn't very good at it. But that's okay, we both had a, a great time. But now I'm hooked and I play Saturn Bomberman probably for 20 to 30 minutes a day. Thanks. I'm kidding, I love it. And strangely enough, there was still one last Halloween event on, I think it was November 5th, so last Saturday. 
my wife's burlesque troupe, troupe, which includes her partner, our partner Nikki. They uh, put on a pretty great show. They did their Slenderman burlesque routine, where uh, Ava Strange is Slenderman, uh, Riley Riley Cool, part of the House of Strange star host. She <laughs> she gets uh, seduced by Slenderman and kidnapped and stuff. It was pretty good. It worked out because it was sort of a, a goth gothic Halloween night. So it, it worked out well for the theme. I didn't dress up too much myself. I ended up putting a, uh, I had this morph suit from last year, one of those zombie ones that you zip up over your head and everything. I didn't zip it over my head. I don't think I did last year either, because it says on the package you can see and you can drink and everything, but you, you definitely, definitely cannot. September 13th, 1993, that was the date that they had uh, drilled into our brains all summer long. And uh, every issue of GamePro, EGM, uh, I think even Nintendo Power had uh, an ad for it. The arcade game of the year, the number one moneymaker for malls and movie theaters, bowling alleys worldwide, was coming home. And Acclaim was going to make sure you knew about it. The slogan says, prepare yourself. And I think we all kind of did. It was all we talked about on the schoolyards towards uh, the end of what grade was that? I guess it was grade 6. And then grade 7 is when Mortal Monday happened. Because uh, I remember that because I had to do a... Like, I was just obsessed with it. Everyone was. Uh, me especially. Uh, I did a, a French project... The, uh, the clothing of Mortal Kombat, and I had to translate everything that everyone was wearing into French and illustrate it. I think that was my favorite part, was illustrating it. Uh, the translations were quite poor. It was mostly just the scorpion had black pants and Luke Kang was wearing a shirt. For another class, I remember we were doing screen printing. I think it must have been graphic arts. And I screen printed the Mortal Kombat logo onto pretty much everything I could, including a giant laminated desk calendar that I probably still have. I think it's probably at my mom's house. Now this was, it was an interesting time. It was one of the, the first major releases that I can recall that was released on more than one system on the same day. But before that, Nintendo and Sega didn't see eye to eye as far as having multiple platform releases goes. Nintendo had their, their now famous stranglehold on developers. They couldn't uh, make games for Sega or Turtle or NEC uh, if they wanted to make games for Nintendo. And they, they had to make games for Nintendo because they were the biggest game in town. If you didn't make games for Nintendo, you weren't going to make any money. But I guess, you know, looking back, maybe maybe they would have. The Turbo and the Genesis or the Master System would have taken off and been the number one console. 
But that's that's a, that's a story for another day. So, on that Monday in September 1993, the first Mortal Kombat game was released on four consoles simultaneously, which before then, had, you know, as I said before, had never been done. Or I think it probably had been done, but just not on such a, a grand scale. Uh, it came out for the Super Nintendo, the Genesis or Mega Drive, the Nintendo Game Boy, and the Sega Game Gear. Uh, later on, ports for the, the PC and pretty much everything Tiger handheld, all that stuff would, would follow later on. Now the the success of the the, the home ports, um, you could say, is based on word of mouth from the kids on the schoolyards uh, regarding the violence of uh, the arcade game, which up till then had, had nothing like that had really been seen. Um, it had on computers, but I mean, for children didn't really have access to that sort of stuff. They did if they got it from their parents or you know if their parents were extra cool. Uh, mine were cool. I got to play Leisure Suit Larry back in the early 90s when I was like 9 or 10. But, you know, now that we could take it home, rent it, save up our babysitting, lawn cutting, paper delivery money, uh, we could buy it on our own. It, there was no real rules in place to, to stop us from doing such a thing. Our, our parents might not, or most kids' parents might not have even known that their kids were playing this super violent game in their in their in their bedrooms in their own homes. Now t today, I think we a lot of us take for granted the the freedom that developers and video games have uh, with without their lack of censorship. I mean, there is to a certain degree, but nothing like there used to be. Uh, no game before. Mortal Kombat on such a scale. I mean, yeah, of course, I, I keep having to say this. It, it had happened before. You know, you had Doom and all that. Or did Doom come later? No, Doom was later. Never mind. But it was just so new and exciting to us that we, we had to get it. And I think, uh, I, I know I myself was very disappointed when I found out that the Super Nintendo port of it wasn't going to have blood or proper fatalities. It would have that that gray kind of sweat stuff instead. Because I knew for a fact that Super Nintendo was going to pull off the, the arcade quality of it a little bit better because Genesis always had that weird fart noise whenever someone gets hit. But Sega didn't uh, kiss anyone's ass. Um, I mean, you had to put a code in to get it, but they included all the, the original fatalities and blood of the, the arcade that we all knew and loved. So, it, uh, it outsold the Super Nintendo just based on that alone. Even though if you, you know, pull up graphic scores and sounds, um, the music and everything was just, it was just miles ahead on the Super Nintendo. But without that, that blood, I mean, the, the, uh, the, uh, the wow factor was it was just missing now all that changed with Mortal Kombat 2 Nintendo uh, got rid of the rules that they had in place before um, but that's also because the, uh, that was after the creation of the ESRB or the Electronic Safety or Electronic Software Ratings Board which uh, is just a self-governing body to uh, regulate the you know uh, 
appropriateness of video games for different ages. So with that, I guess Nintendo felt it was okay to include it as long as they could tell. You know, I think it was 17 and under couldn't rent it. I don't know. I was 14 when that came out. I bought it day one. I certainly wasn't old enough. We're back to uh, the first Marvel Combat, the first iteration of Marvel Monday. Um, I didn't get it release day. I had to wait till my birthday, which was, you know, later in October, if you were paying attention earlier. But uh, I remember my dad, he, um, I guess it was probably three weeks from my birthday, he picked it up and uh, he knew I wanted Mortal Kombat. And, but he didn't know which, which version, and this, you know, this had never happened before. So he, he comes up to me, and he says, yeah, he has it in his hand, the Super Nintendo box, it's still got the plastic on it and everything. And he says, is this, is this the right one? Uh, yeah, Dad, that's the right one. Thanks. And, but of course, he, you know, I couldn't have it until my birthday. So I, I knew he had it, I knew I was going to get it. So what was I going to do, rent it for the next two two weekends, I guess, whatever. But yeah, it was a Super Nintendo one. I, I like that one, no one else did. I had uh, one friend, uh, Carl. He was sort of my Sega friend. He was the only guy, like we went to different schools. I guess his school was Sega, mine was Nintendo, right? That's, I guess, this depends on the size of where he grew up, but that's that's how it was around here. Anyway, he, he was my Sega friend. Uh, he always insisted the Genesis one was better, so it, it just depended on whose house we were hanging out at. But then, of course, he got a Sega CD before I did, and that one was just miles miles ahead of the Super Nintendo. I mean, graphically, it wasn't perfect, but it had uh, blood, a little smoother animations, and the sounds were better, so I was a little more satisfied. And it had that, that kick-ass music video that we, we also fondly remember. I also remember that this was about the time that Sega started putting those red bars on all their Genesis games, and I think the Sega CD were, they went blue, and Game Gear was purple? Yeah, it was purple. I kind of got lost there for a second thinking about colors, that was weird. Yeah, the 32X would end up being yellow. Yeah, that came out later, but whatever. Yeah. I still prefer the old black boxes that just said Genesis on the side. And they, were, they just had a big giant illustration on the front. I like those a lot better. It's a 16-bit cartridge, you know how many megs they were. It's almost too bad that uh, 32X never got a part of the first one. I think that would have turned out really good. I mean, the second one's sort of alright. I mean, the music sucks, but whatever. I think that's about all I have to say. I know that the, the Game Boy version, I knew a guy in school that got that one, I think, fairly early on. It it was okay. I mean, I, I was 10, so I loved it. Or I was 11, so I loved it. And I had to go to his house and borrow his Mortal Kombat on Game Boy every time I saw the kid. Uh, I knew a kid that had the Game Gear one. Uh, it wasn't my favorite part of it. I pr preferred the Game Boy. It just, it just played a little bit better. I mean, it was choppy as hell. I mean, the Game Gear one was just bad, but it was a little bit worse, I think. So I think, yeah, that's that about covers Mortal Monday. At least on my end of it. It kind of sucks I don't have a co-host or anything like that. Not not this week. Uh, maybe another time I'll uh, ask someone 
Next time I have somebody on, I'll ask them what they thought, if they remember it. I'm sure, I'm sure Mike does. He's a nostalgia machine like myself. Let me know what uh, your mem- memories of Mortal Monday are. Uh, hashtag Winters Pod. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Low Winters, Mike L E Winters. Uh, of course, my other just it's just retro gaming Twitter is at eight bit eight bit first. And I'm always down to chat uh, most of the time, unless I'm at work. And even then, I mean, I'll just be slow to respond. I'll still get back to to anything basically in an hour. As long as you tag me or you use that hashtag, I'll I'll, I'll get back to you. So I guess I'm just gonna take a little bit of a break. Uh, let me see if I can get my first. Uh, see ya. See there we go. It's obviously my first day. I'm gonna see if I can come up with some ideas for next week, and uh, I'll be right back. Fatality. So, the NES Mini Classic, whatever the the hell it's called, is coming out on Friday, November the 11th. And I hear that most chain stores are only receiving limited quantities. Sort of. I think it sounds like it's gonna be a bullshit shit show, kind of like the Wii was. It took me months to get a Wii, and I think I got mine on eBay, and it was from a local guy, so it was really weird. I met him at a McDonald's. But yeah, I, I hope it doesn't turn out to be that bad. I, I'm off Friday, so I'm probably gonna stay up late Thursday and see what Amazon does. I know it's sort of a bad taste. Uh, it's Remembrance Day on Friday, so we're not really supposed to buy anything. But uh, um, I'm not going to go to any stores. I'm, I'm not getting in line for anything like this anymore. I have all those games already. I think I'm missing like two or three. But whatever. I have them all. I don't need to get in line. I'll probably end up just getting them as guests for people. Now I've been thinking about picking up a Retron 5 just so I can uh, play my stuff upstairs. Everyone, keep, I asked on Twitter earlier today if I should, if I should invest in one. Just for the, the HDMI out so I could play it on my... Uh, HDTV upstairs, uh, and it was suggested that you know you could hack your Wii or your Xbox. Uh, I have one of those Neo Geo X things. Uh, yeah, I could do that. That's fine. That's great. But I mean, I, I have all the cartridges. I have the games. I, I it's it's more of a conversation piece for when I have people over. That's more 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 what I'm looking for for in this. And right now, my setup is it's downstairs. It's in the basement. I like it, but I mean, getting people down there is kind of hard because. Shitty old basement. It's where the it's where my cash gets. So hopefully I get that resolved. Maybe I can find a used one because it's my understanding that Hyperkin may be uh, somewhat shady. I learned that today, but I'll, I'll look into that a little more. Uh, so uh, that about does it. Uh, again, like I said, you can look me up on Twitter hashtag WintersPod. Uh, you can find me at Mike Low Winters, Mike L E Winters. For more information on this episode. You can just go to 8bitfirst.com slash winterspod01. And just for more general podcast information, it would be 8bitfirst.com slash winterspod. Don't forget to download, subscribe, like, all that stuff. Leave me some comments and reviews. Uh, hopefully this gets up on Wednesday and I'll have a, a copy up on YouTube, uh, I think, Saturday. It's going to be sound- on SoundCloud Wednesday for sure. And I'll look into, uh, what's that thing, Stitcher and Spotify and all that uh, in, in due time. Thanks for coming out and listening to my first ever podcast by myself. I'm nervous as shit, so I've never done this before and I want uh, everyone to enjoy it, so I'll see you next Wednesday or Wednesday after. It'll be a Wednesday. You'll see me next Wednesday. 
just wait longer.